All right, so welcome back, everybody. This is Jaco Benjamin Wright. Adrian Peace. And this is the, the Nice, nice Guys, Guys Podcast. Man, welcome back again. So we got some fire subjects. Well, of course, our main subject is going to talk about beef. Beef. You know what I mean? We, yeah, we man. both got a chance to watch it, get a feel for what it was. I, you know... I we, we talking, we're talking about the Netflix yeah, series yeah, the Beef. Netflix series. If you haven't seen it, um, spoiler alert, we, we're getting into it a little bit. Yeah, today. you might want to turn this shit off. Yeah, you, yeah you go, go listen to, to the other two episodes again. For sure. And come back to this yeah, one yeah. once you watch all 10 episodes because I hope they come with another season. For real? What? You think it should have ended off like I that? I think it should end. I what, think. what about a different role race situation with a different. Oh, like a kind of like Set anthology up. type. Yeah, you gotta talk about just nar- narcissism. You can talk about role rage and other things. They can get dark too. Yeah. So, what you true. That, that? That's a great idea, actually. You know what I'm saying? We might need to. Uh, Pitch that to yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'll be fire, dog. We can pitch it to Netflix. Have right. like, yo, that would be nice to come up with another concept yeah, outside of get, this. Let me get A24 on the phone. Yeah, A24, man. Ah, they killing it. I saw you, uh, you actually uh, talk about, man, you know, you actually trying to do an internship with them as well, man. Talk yeah. about that, bro. That sounds I mean, I'm, I've, been, I've been applying, so, oh, you know, yeah. fingers crossed. We're going to speak. I'm going to apply every month. If you can, bro, it's going to happen. It's going to take itself right. into fruition. Cause like even like at looking at cat that did um with that Wu Tang oh yeah, uh, yeah. story also played in the movie uh, Equalizer Part Two he spoke it he he told Denzel Washington we're well, gonna work together one day mm. he was an Equalizer Part Two right you know what I'm saying so it's power and words and that might be another episode we're gonna talk about but we get back to this beef so with beef, back to the beef we see the consequences of beef in history you know sometimes the beef is just used in order to actually be a publicity stunt. People to make money off of, but this beef was a little different. A little bit different. I think. I think we can talk about it, man. I mean, I, I've definitely, I've had road rage. Yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> I've gotten better now. I think it's just the environment, because like in Chicago, you can't do that in certain places. It's some people that would, you blow the horn at the wrong person. Oh yeah, it was an Uber driver that got shot three times. <laughs> she got, I sent you the video on Instagram. It was crazy. She just an Uber driver. She blew the horn at the wrong person. They came back and retaliated. So, yeah. I mean, I think a little bit of that is definitely tied into the show with beef because you see a lot of retaliation. For sure. Again, spoiler, we try not to tell you too much, but it's it's definitely a strong show. I don't want to get too many names um, out about it, but just talk about the whole essential thing that happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what we should focus on more. Um, but what was your feel on beef? I just want to kind of. All right, so we got. First of all, I feel like this is like you said, definitely one of the best shows that Netflix has dropped in a, in a long time. Man. You know, um, I'll accept you know your, your big name, yeah. and whatever. But like, just a show that just seemingly came out, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yes. beef. I didn't even know how to. You know, honestly, if it wasn't for you to kind of tell me about it, yeah, yeah. Close to you, like really kind of got me interested in it. I wasn't gonna watch it. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be some type of weird shit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, eating fancy food, right? And stuff like like the menu yeah, with some Hannibal Lecter, you know what I'm saying? Not knowing exactly what's really meat from people, what real animals, you know. I'm like, you know, I ain't trying to watch all that right now. I saw <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, shot the Hannibal Lecter show was amazing, but don't eat no spaghetti when you watch this, don't eat no pizza when you watch this. Man, but this show is crazy, it's a fire series, though. Yeah, yeah, so beef. When, when, okay, so when you mentioned it to me, I was like, all right, let me go ahead and watch this. I watched the first episode, okay, and that, that's all I needed. All in was the first right. episode, though, and they flicking each other out. They doing all this aggressive stuff, and we've had those moments. I had it. 
I've had them on like that post work. I done worked several hours. Who want to blow the horn at me? Cause I'm sitting at the green light for more than maybe two seconds. They just too impatient in Chicago yeah. sometimes. I'm like, hold on, what? So I pull over. For, no, actually, I ain't gonna lie, it was tit for tat. So I, yeah. you know, I didn't take no fight or flight. I was trying to like flick me off and pull up next. So I said, what you say? <laughs> pull over like that. You know what I'm saying? Pull over right now, man. Pop out. So, and then mind you, I'm in the suburbs. I shouldn't be doing all this aggressive shit in the suburbs. Yeah. I had just moved back from the city. I was living in Joliet at the time. I was like, man, fuck this nigga, man. Excuse my life. Like, you gonna try to try me? Pull over. <laughs> so I got out the car and I thought about it for a moment. I'm still dressed from work. So I'm working an enterprise rental car. Shout out to them. Um, I'm dressed in all nice. I had the navy Oxford. I had the Oxford blue shirt uh, with the with the tie on, with the navy blue slacks. Okay. The nice slides on. <laughs> I'm looking still pretty dapper. Yeah, the tie yeah, everything. Yeah. Tie clip. Okay. I ain't get the pea coat. I'm looking nice. Fresh to death. I'm over here finna square up with somebody looking all right. fresh all like crispy. Crispy, <laughs> fresh hair, do everything. So I see that aggression. I see myself get at that point. And even recently, I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not an aggressive person. But if I'm getting tail behind somebody, like I'm out here, I actually was in a little elf for a little bit, and I'm like, this guy in the pickup truck was just like trailing hard. Yeah. So me being me, I, I pulled my nine. and we got to the red light. Clicked it in the, in the rear view mirror <laughs> and he drove around and left me alone. But yeah. I knew he was trying, he was trying me. Man, am I wrong for that? I mean, technically. <laughs> okay, I mean, I shouldn't have told him myself. Legally, yeah, uh, yeah, probably, but it wasn't, I, it wasn't I loaded. Get it. I get it. It wasn't loaded. I just was like, Letting you know, right. bro, leave me alone, bro. This is not, to, this is not the day. I don't trust a lot, uh, of, a lot of, I seen Sandra Bland. I'm like, look, man. if I'm taking, if I'm getting taken out, I'm taking somebody with me. I hear you. It's yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of I'm a mix. Like you know, I've I haven't really had any road rage incidents myself, uh, but I definitely feel the urge quite often. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, mean, I won't pretend that I haven't felt that urge. Yeah. It is it is real. Just yesterday, for yeah. it was a Tesla tailgating me like that. You yeah. know, and I, I wanted to brake check him, but I was like. You know, I almost like, say kind of hit my car from you know, the back. Just, yeah, yeah. I've actually been told that I'm too calm when I drive before. Something wrong with that. Yeah, I think you should like, maintain it because everybody can be stupid. That's what I'll be saying in my head sometimes. Why my like, yeah, I was dumb, but then I do something stupid like the next three minutes later. Yeah, then I'm looking like I over there sitting there antagonizing this person, talking bad about them. And then five minutes yeah, you do something exactly. reckless as well. Right. So I try to keep that calm, try to keep that cool. As you get older, I feel like you understand the consequences if you get too upset being primal. We talked about that a little bit in the last episode. So I try not to get into the fight mode. But it's just like if you if you test my pimpins. <laughs> I said what ass. If you test my pimpins. Yeah. I'm gonna have to show you exactly what it is, uh-huh. man. I think it also could be the light skin stigma. We're gonna talk about another episode. I'm gonna write all these down, I swear I am. But yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit, man. We talk about it a little bit as well. But that light skin stigma, I feel like people try you because yeah. you all light bright, you look all innocent. I'm like, no, nah, man, it's not that. It's not that type of party. So right. I might have to get my woo ha sometimes. Woo ha, woo tight, woo tight. Man, and plus you was R and B singer, you know. Oh so man, don't let them. Know that. Double, yeah, I, I sing a little stigma. bit. Yeah, exactly. And I paint, you know. What right. Saying? Oh, this man is all about the poetry. Yeah, yeah. It's all about just the the stuff. And I'm like, y'all got to balance it. You know, probably, probably reading books. Yeah, but I, you know what? I do also want to put myself in that chair, that that seat. You know what I'm saying? Because in this show, beef. If you guys, I mean, narcissism is a big word that just gets thrown around so loose, and we talked about that too. Right. So it's just like in this show, it defines narcissism to the T. In terms sure. of 
malignant narcissism and covert narcissism. Look them up. I had to do more research because I saw certain things and characteristics within myself to understand whether or not I did have MPD. Because at one point I'm thinking like, this mindset that I have and things and how it impacts people over time, you notice, you see things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You see things kind of progress and you see how it affects people. I'm like, damn, could I potentially be that? I mean, I've been called out to be this person, like to be narcissistic, mm-hmm. but to really understand what it was and break it down was kind of a time period for myself and the science for myself to understand things a little bit better about who I am as a person. For sure. At least you did that did that science because a lot of people never do. Yeah. And yeah. you end up in these kind of situations like these characters in this show. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I feel like, like you said, like everybody has some narcissistic tendencies. Yeah. But like we broke down on the buzzword breakdown for last episode, like not everybody is a narcissist. That word gets thrown around so much. Not. But you see like in, in the show, mm-hmm. in all these different situations, the characters are... It's funny it ended the way that it did, like mm-hmm. with the them eating the poison and and yeah. stuff like that. Poison berries, yeah. And but you know, it's kind of like symbolism <laughs> for how toxic they are. You yeah, they attract so, like, themselves. This, yeah. Exactly. So this is like this toxicity. This that happens to be in narcissistic people. Yeah, and it affects the lives of everybody around them. You know really what I'm saying? Is. It really is. And we look at that story. I mean, not to kind of bounce over too many ideas, even with power, we were talking about the situation with ghosts and people have their different perspective, perspective, perceptions on it. He was textbook. But when you see these type of things and you understand it, it's like, I feel like some people still kind of glorify it, even though they're not they're trying to knock it so much or narcissism yeah. so bad. But like most celebrities are narcissistic. Yeah. If you really yeah. think about it. And it's not the wrong, I mean, it's not the wrong with that. We always talk about how Toxic can be, but also whether or not it could be self, you know, empowering as well right. for certain people. I mean, I think you should have a little bit of a balance, you know what I'm saying? You should never sure. hurt anybody, but also be able to uplift yourself and feel like, you know, I do deserve some of this energy, right. some of this good attention. In the and show, I, it was like, yeah. it was like, you know, that I feel like that toxicity was was there because they hadn't done that kind of like self-talk, yeah. um, that self-exploration. Like they're both, they were both in the... In a place where they just wanted to blame everything that was happening on anybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. Because they, they went through such traumatic situations in their childhood. They get their breakdowns. So it's a really good thing. Right. They get their backstory as well. And I feel like a lot of team times, people are, so you look it up as well. Like with narcissistic people, they've had traumatic experiences where they felt like they've lost something or it's some type of severe like insecurity somewhere within themselves that feels you know less than of. So they have to perpetuate or have to put that energy out there yeah. in order to actually feel some type of void that's inside of them. It's, and it's, we'll talk about it. It's always some kind of insecurity. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the main thing. It's it's like, it's funny to me that like, okay, we have like evolutionarily these two main um, drives, right? To yeah. either maximize pleasure or minimize Ooh. pain. Ooh, okay. So, okay. Those, those drives come into play even in in narcissism right so boom we don't want to feel pain so we ignore the the insecurity or the pain of Mm -hmm. of whatever is hurting us Mm -hmm. or um whatever outside forces are causing us pain we you know we like pump ourselves up and, and act like we're above it yeah. Or, or you know like it happens and and just oh we're just above everything it can't be normal yeah because something yeah. else happened to it that made us feel less than right so we never want to be at that same place that made us feel vulnerable like we did at one point yeah yeah it's the, it, it just it manifests itself in so many different ways yeah. and we get to see that in the in the show 
And I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's a, I don't want to say mostly, but it seems to happen to a lot of people who find themselves playing a role in their lives of the nice guy. Hmm. That's a good tie day. Tie down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we have, um, I should have looked at who, 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 what were the names of our characters? I forgot. Oh, did we talk about we think we want to be nice? Oh, B, oh, we got, um, uh, I know it's Danny, it was Danny and Cho and, and Amy was uh, and Amy, Amy yeah. Was the so yeah, we got Danny and Amy who mm. who write both in their lives, kind of. Uh, mm. you, you see where I'm going yes, with this? Like Danny yes. is the classic nice guy. He is, and he does, he does nothing wrong, right? And that's what he always tells people. Yeah, yeah. That things are always happening to me. Mm-hmm. That's cold for and, him. And that's every, cool. um you know, situation in his life where he's having to be this entrepreneur and he's talking to the guy at the door who's who's like literally like hates him basically and didn't want to tell him just, you know, his his wife is like, just fire him. Just fire him and they had the intercom system. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he's just trying to convince this dude, hey, I can do this and stuff like that. Being a nice guy and stuff like that. Right. We're going out of his way trying to do something he don't even know how to do. Not at all. And he's in the church, you know, basically, you know, he becomes a worship leader and all of this stuff. So Mm. this 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 cover up. Yeah, covert, bro. That's that covert Covert narcissism. He was textbook. And that's why I was able to find. I was like, wow, I was able to find it easily because I was doing my research at that that point. Mm. And it's seeing Danny made me think about some things that I grew up with. You know, I've seen the intentionality of certain things, but it was always an underlining circumstance or some type of way to kind of raising it back to that person. Mm-hmm. Even though it made it seem like they was doing something good for you, it was supposed to highlight something about themselves because they feel something voided there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I've seen that with Danny. He made it seem like his, his brother didn't want to do nothing with his life, but you, there was opportunity down the drain. Because he didn't want to be alone And he didn't want to tell him that Yeah But yeah I want to beat you down And talk shit about you And get you to go over to work But I threw all your applications away For you to go to college right. And you thought that you Basically got denied By all the college And you got no response No I played a part in that Yeah And I was just like I would have Definitely did the same thing His brother did mm-hmm. You getting cut off <laughs> Completely <laughs> Yeah peace out after that that's We not really family nuts. bro you, you, We buy blood But we not family That's right. like that's a whole ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one to go back to. Um, I keep coming with these ideas, y'all. Just don't 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 pay attention to me. I need <laughs> yeah, to you'll see them later in the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah I keep writing them down in my head. It'll keep coming. I'm gonna start writing them up, making notes. But no, I mean definitely and I feel like to see that. Like something about Danny was lacking. Like I think with situations with his um his family and everything like that, his parents, it, it was something about the you know, sacrifice they made, things that he wanted to accomplish, he felt like he wanted, as the older child, felt like he had to take on all those responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, he never, never wanted to be alone. He saw those type of things and those feelings and stuff like, always wanted a younger brother. But it was like, to keep that brother around to make himself feel, you know, whole, he had to take away from somebody else. Right. And to that expense, I felt like that was very unfair. But you understand exactly where he's at because he just kept trying to portray himself as being such a great person. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, you know, I think some people try to say they're a nice guy, but it is, it's also a facade too. Mm-hmm. Cause that's another show we probably need to like how to break down what really is a nice guy. You know, not just like 
kind of figures but like what really is a nice guy you know what I'm saying because right. people have their own definition of things and I feel like it's very important to understand that some people can put on on the front mm-hmm. and we saw that with Danny for sure he kept doing it too yeah when he was urinating in the bathroom <laughs> he would pose it. he played as being Zane or whatever his name yeah, was Zane. Close to the, it was just he was doing so much but with such ill intent right you know, because he could have still in his head, he was the the one who was right, the victim. He thought he was, he was the victim. Yeah, he was the victim. Because he could have left her alone, even though she cut him off and faked him off. He did not have to go as far as he did. Right. Yeah, and he, was was able, he was able to justify everything by, well, you did it first. You right. Know? Yeah, and like all of these different, you know, abandonment issues and insecurities and stuff like mm-hmm. that made him this person. So it's like it makes me wonder, like, okay. At what point, like, are, like you saying, kind of like, what is a nice guy? But like, at what point is it like, okay, there's a person who who seems to have a good heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, maybe it's just like so much toxicity inside of them. Yeah, they can't that help They can't help themselves like that. Or is it just like, nah, he's a, you know, piece of shite. Yeah, piece of shite, man. Piece of shite, man. I don't know. You know, you know. He, I think, definitively, that's what he really was until he understood exactly what his issues were. Yeah, I feel like the funniest part about the show was it took for them to both clash. It was like two energies that were brewing that unfortunately attracted themselves to each other for that realization, right? For that revelation, they needed that. Exactly, they actually needed each other to collide. Almost, they didn't cause an accident from each other. They didn't, they didn't crash in that way, but they crashed in every other way because. <laughs> It was inevitable for them to meet each other. Yeah. It's funny how, like, the universe has this way of mathematically bringing people into their lives that wanted to teach you a lesson. And it can be just for a season or for, you know, for a reason or whatever the situation is. But I think for them, they needed that. 100%. Because even with Amy, we're not going to give her, no, we're not going to fall off Amy. Amy, we're going <laughs> to talk about you too, Amy. Yeah, for sure. So, um, anyway, I can't yeah, say that on camera, but she's, you know, shout what out what to Wong. she is nice looking. She's very nice. Yes. That'd be very nice. Very nice. Um, but no, man, we're not gonna let her just fall off because you know, my man's Danny. No, man, we always take the mace the most breath, but man, Amy was doing some stuff, she was doing a lot. Now, she was a malignant narcissist, yeah. She blatant was telling you what it was and what she was gonna do, and she would lie to your face. Mm-hmm. And that's another one. She had the nice guy cover on, you know, in the yeah. store and everything and like her, that. In her business in, sense. In her business and sense. Yeah, exactly. Because in know, her real life, smiling she, in everybody's face. But it, as soon as she was alone, she went, you know, back to the stone cold. Ellen DeGeneres. Being Ellen DeGeneres. What up, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to you. It, it I heard about you. <laughs> we, yeah, we, I heard about you. Cast out the back. Mm. But, um, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, she. we see that she would immediately go back to just that place and you could tell she just was not happy with herself. Yeah. And she it finally, fine. you know, in that in the inciting incident of, you know, the road road rage thing that happened, it is once you see more of her life, it's like, yeah. oh, you yeah, you was just a time bomb. Yeah, she waiting was to, waiting to blow. And and you can speak about it kind of culturally because I think she was Chinese, right? She was well, a form of Asian. Korean or? I think she might have been, because homie Danny was Korean. Danny was Korean, yeah. Her husband was Japanese, I think she was Chinese. Right, right. So you had maybe. multiple different life forms, you know, of the Asian culture. Yeah. That was there, that was formed, that was there and present. And with her, I know, <clears throat> there's, I'm not sure how true this is, but I know in that culture, they, they prefer boys. And a little part of the excerpt was that her, her father wasn't really happy with her. Yeah. She heard yeah. in a conversation. Right. 
And I feel like as a child, that, that was trauma. It was traumatic for sure to be to be to hear your family have an argument about you being present when he really wanted a boy. Yeah, would have been his preference. They had to, you know, make her feel like she had to feel some type of void, or feel like she had to be extra in order to feel something. Right. To be able to, you know, be put out there and be respected in a certain way because to feel like from she, the jump, she, she played, wasn't enough. She played the masculine role. Right. If yeah. you notice, she played a very <laughs> masculine role. Definitely. She was the breadwinner. She was her, her husband was the one that she was cheating. Making on. decisions about the house. Yeah. But she was still cheating on them. We thought that Danny's brother was the first time she cheated. No, yeah. you, you learned that online she was meeting up with cats right. at hotels, putting a cover over her head so she wouldn't see it. Because she couldn't she couldn't fathom the loss. So That's she didn't serious. see it happening and she just felt it. It'd be two different things. She can kind of displace herself from that. Yeah. I don't know how they did that. They break that down in the DSM or what that is, but that was very interesting. That was that scene. I was like, I, I had, I was like, yes, huh? <laughs> exactly <laughs> what he's saying right now. Because I'm, I'm sitting there looking like, what? She yeah, I said, whoa. Yeah, she said, make sure you he said, you know, Don't you want to know my name or something? <laughs> like, no, I don't even know what your 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 um your your tag on online. Yeah. That's all I need to hear. And I'm like, is Amy in the club? Because you never saw her face until the end. Right. I was like, wow. And then and she had like this little entity that was like traveling around whenever she would lie, it would show up and tell her that, you know, eventually they're gonna find out about all these different things. Mm-hmm. Because the lie has to support more lies and more lies and more lies. Right. You know what I'm saying? And her life started to become a lie because she wasn't even happy or respected her husband. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And he tried to play a masculine role at the wrong time, which was so weird when you they trying to sell a hundred thousand dollar chair. I made out of play. I'm like, you better take this damn Man, chair. You better sell that chair. I want to. I want to sell it just one fifty. You got an extra fifty bands because right. this is exclusives. Yeah, it's exclusives. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it was just very interesting to see that she played such a masculine role, and even with her husband, I forget, I forget his name, but his mother, she played the same kind of role. Yes. And she didn't even believe in her son's talent. She just believed that the name itself was going to be right. really able to be strong enough to be pushed. Because the father was the one that really was more so um, successful. He so, was, that's why she, she kind of supported Amy. Yeah. You know, she was like, I could probably kind of saw herself in, in, in Amy a little bit. I, I think yeah. that's what happened. It was saying she milked that. Yeah. Because she knew she... Amy was the masculine when she was the one that was in front of money, do certain things that was needed in those situations because she knew she was running low on bread. Right. It was putting on that facade. Yep. The whole time. Lying to herself and lying to you know, everybody else because she needed bread. So it was just so many small and you and y'all need to check out this layered show. Yeah, if you haven't seen the show, you probably lost as hell, but uh <laughs> <laughs> in this conversation. But Absolutely. do go check it out if you have not seen it. And if you have, mm-hmm. man, let us know. In the comments, what you know, what y'all thought about it for sure? Because yeah. this show, like, it really, it it was like, I th- I feel like my main takeaway from it was just like <clears throat> you have to do the educations, mm-hmm. the self education. You gotta make sure you know I'm saying you gotta do the realizations, yeah, and and all of that stuff, or you'll end up, um, you know, destroying everything around you, kind of. You know right. what I'm saying? If you don't do the recollizations and realize, like they had the moment at the end where um, they're they they crash the cars, they're yeah. in the middle of the desert, Funny. and he, I, I saw a video. They were, they were like, did you know? They were um, philosophizing about whether or not they actually su- survived. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Was all of that 
did they die when they drove off the cliff? Ooh, and all of that was just a, or did they die when they were the in the desert and ate the berries, you know what I'm saying? But they sat there and But he got shot by the husband, so he couldn't have died because he ended up in the hospital. So I think they all I don't think Or was that like the process of them dying though? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, okay, they they, they went through face. the tunnel, they saw the light at the end of the tunnel. And it was the husband that showed He got shot. Him. That was him actually finally dying. Because he was trying to save Amy as well, too, trying to cure her. Uh-huh. Because they both was, like, dehydrated, hallucinated, right. I mean, think so about much. everything. They, would, they, they drove off a cliff, all of that stuff, spent the night, at, he ate some poison, didn't yeah. have no water. How did they survive that? But... Yeah, you know, I mean, human beings, you know, survival. They really want to play. It wasn't like they was like super out there, though. They still could walk to, you know, to yeah. find, you know, find land, you know, find people. They just was in a place where they had no service, for whatever reason. They and uh, their telephone service is out. You know, AT and T. Shout out to y'all. I know that's probably y'all. <laughs> you know, don't cut my bill. I know y'all, y'all yeah. service ain't the greatest. I'd be losing service in the apartment. I'm like, hey, how, how this is how? how? You know what I'm saying? I'm in a very, <laughs> you know, robust area. A lot of people. Maybe that's what it is, but. But yeah, I mean, that is a very good way and exit to think about it because I never thought about it that way. Yeah, me either. They I die, like, that mean, as, as, and that's the thing about filmmaking that I just enjoy as an art form because you can just kind of create these things and put those those thoughts out there and like to see other people's intake on what took place. Right. I think that's just, that's just deep in itself because we're just dealing with beef and two people that's dealing with road rage, but then there's so many layers that came into it. For sure. Just, which I really appreciate as a filmmaker being able to bring this to life or bring this into understanding because you look at things back in the day compared to like now how movies are in terms yeah. of the layers and how deep they can get I think it's very important to understand the severity of having these situations how that plays everybody has a life and they have backstory they had all these different things that are played into it and it's like it helps to put you in that position so you can learn something for sure you know what I'm they saying? had to they had to in that, that final moment those final moments they had to go through that situation of them laying there, seeing each other's lives. And then they had, you know, they vomited the Skittles, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like getting there. that, and that toxicity vomited, yeah. out of yourself, getting that poison out of yourself. Yeah. And then had to, you know. Yeah. Then it was finally some some peace. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? When, when that white lady got, I forgot her when she got severed in that door. Bro, that was. I was like, how? <laughs> how do you get severed in your own crib? Man. And cutting half. I know y'all wild. Go watch the show. The show got so many layers, and we didn't know what happened to Danny Brother for an episode. Yeah. Know, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know if he got popped or what. Right. So it's just so many different things that came into place. You know what I'm saying? That definitely made you want to watch. I'm going to rewatch it again because I binged it in one night. That's how attracted I was Shit. to it. So I watched the whole thing in one night. I watched like five or six episodes and I was like, I don't want it to be over yet. So, yeah. <laughs> so I waited a few days. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was that real. Mm-hmm. Now, let's, when we talk about beef, right? And we, I, I know it's, it's talked about a lot. You know, uh, this beef in specific that I'm thinking about, we know about the Ja Rule and the 50 Cents and the Jay-Z and the Nas, but Tupac and Biggie, man. Mm-hmm. I think their beef and what took place, I feel like, wasn't really a beef at all. Mm. It was just two different sides of the situation or the spectrum, egos in the media. Because I feel like they had an opportunity to hash out and have a real conversation as men, even though they were young, which, I mean, could have played a part in yeah. quote-unquote toxic maximum. You know, people talk about kind of throw run as well, too. With their beef, I feel like it just kind of, it, it, it set a grounds for understanding 
you know, maybe it was, maybe it was necessary. I, I, what I'm trying to get is like, if Jay-Z and Nas or 50 Cent and Jarvis didn't see that beef and how that turned out, unfortunately, they were kind of seen as martyrs in the situation when it comes to the history of, you know, hip hop. Yeah. It's like, would have got, it would have gotten as bad for those, those other individuals. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they had to understand and learn from these pro prolific artists and their situation, their shortcomings and their beef to understand exactly what was going on and how to kind of mitigate and kind of stop situations. Cause it's going to happen. Sure. When you say, when you're in a very egocentric and competitive market, when it comes to hip hop, you gonna have people that's gonna you know want to size you up and try to up you know up up you every single right. time. But I feel like to that point where you stop making money, stop living, stop breathing, you know those lives get impacted too. And we see the backstories of those individuals. So Absolutely. I think beef in itself isn't the worst. It's just about the outcome. Yeah, if that makes sense. I mean, I feel like you know where does it really come from mm-hmm. like having beef with somebody like I feel like that in and of itself typically comes from a place of narcissism because it's like hmm. it's, it's either a result of you feeling like you were wronged because you've kind of centered yourself in your universe you've, you've taken something very personally or it's a result of you not, again, you kind of like centering yourself in your universe and not extending empathy towards another person you know, the people to understand their situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm. I feel like... I can, see, I can see what you're saying. Right. And that definitely makes a lot of sense. I definitely know what you're saying because if you ever look outside of yourself and not be so self-indulged and understand the impact of, of you know, how you're impacting other people... And how you impact, yeah, how what you're doing right now is impacting everything in general. And at that point, you are dealing within a, a sense of narcissism. Mm-hmm. So you're not even see outside of yourself, which is very selfish, self, self-endowed. Right. So no, no, you definitely, man, you're hitting something right there. I know I know people that's like just all with like always have beef with somebody. And it's like, why? <laughs> you have beef within yourself. How is that even possible? <laughs> Your beef is within yourself. You just have not come to grips with yeah. the things. Because yeah. you know, if you can be so insecure to want to like sign with these chips, shout out to Baby Straws. You know what I'm saying? It is. Hey, shout out to 420 this week. Um, I've had a recent relapse. We, 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 uh, anyway, some leaders are wrong. Don't get that. But, uh, but no, no, I think that definitely is something that you are hitting. That's very yeah. fair. Because you see it in the hood too. You see people. Exactly. It's my block. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I'm running this. You know, this is my block. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But if we came together, we be a, that instead of being divided and conquered, bro, right. coming together like you know some militant type shit, like the, the black panther, yeah. boy, you know still pyramids we build the ego a little bit, yeah, the ego, and I feel like ego is there, not in the worst sense if you know how to manage it, right? Because you gotta have some some esteem about yourself, mm-hmm. but to a, a point where it affects other people, like you said, egotistical and being stuck inside your own narcissism, man, it can that can definitely take away from a lot, definitely the bigger picture. The bigger picture. It is a bigger picture, man. You know? Um, so that's I just I just like the fact that we can sit down and kind of talk about that though. You know, because right. people people take beef as what it is, and but if you really look at the science, like when you have wars, it's always a consequence, but then there's always development as well. Yeah, for sure. Cause they, I mean, if you look at beef from a standpoint of war, warfare, most technological advances come from war. Yeah. So even though it's it's like it's like a 
I don't know how to describe it. It's a, it was a word that came to me for a second and I kind of lost it, but it's like a a beautiful nightmare for real mm-hmm. because even though people die, there's a lot of new life and new things that come to place from those sacrifices. Sure. A lot of, definitely a lot of evolution. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like doing. when you look at the war and the dark and that and all that the internet we have available, like these tend a lot because everybody has to up the other person to win this battle. Mm-hmm. Now, even when we play in chess, it's always got to be like, right. a, yeah, yeah. you see that? You see that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just, it's just a very, I think it's, it's like a, it's a beautiful dance at the same time. It's like, um, What's the, it's a dance, I forgot the name of it, it's like a tango. Okay. When it comes to beat, it's a tango, you learning, y'all communicating, but y'all don't realize y'all yeah. still developing and doing new things and coming up with new concepts. And maybe you come into new, new realization, recollizations. New recollizations. Exactly. New recollizations, bro. So, I think beef is necessary, sometimes. Yeah. And some people might disagree. Was I like, that, uh, I forgot who said it, but somebody's like, you know, um, saying basically you need, if you don't have enemies, go find one. I feel like it was 48 Laws of Power or something like that. Probably, probably something with the Some, laws. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Right, yeah, one of the yeah, They got some information. Yeah. That's real, though, because I'm like, somebody told me, like, people not hating on you, you ain't doing something right. Right. Exactly. So, shout out to all the haters that come about. If you hate on us, we still love you. Because we need you as well. The nice guys love you. And shout, shout out to C4. God, God damn. C4, yeah, we're going to the, uh, that'd be nice um, segment of our show. That'd be nice. Sure would be nice if we it's could get uh, C4 to sponsor us. Yeah, C4. You know what I'm saying? Holla at me, because it's definitely. the tropical passion fruit. I feel like it's the best one. Yeah. Let me know what y'all favorite is. Absolutely. And um, if they don't sponsor us, you know. No, they going to sponsor Hey, man, sponsor us. We're going to get some sponsors. Hey, We're we going to talk that into existence. Yeah. Sponsor us. We're going to do on Shop Child every time. Y'all want to hit us up with some C4s. They're going to promote. They're going to put it out there. Y'all going to know exactly what it is. Cheers exactly. to the C4. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> we got that. Beef, man. Now, let me ask you a question. All right. Family beef. <laughs> mm. I got beefs. I ain't going to I got That's beefs. Sad. I don't care. Listen, if my family see this, I have beef, which you probably at some point, I want to squash it. Yeah. But I'm so petty sometimes. I'm not calling you. I've called you enough. Or if I reached out, you said whatever, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We'll move on. But that family beef is something else. Man. Because you can beef other people, cut them off. His family still going to be around. Right. You know what I'm saying? We'll see them sometimes. Some family reunions sometimes. Family reunion. Funerals. funerals. Oh, <laughs> man. Jeez. Yeah. Bro, I can tell you. I told you the story last time. Mm-hmm. Cousin Cuzzo had me evicted. Man. They showed up to the funeral as a Paul Bear talking about what's up, cuz? <laughs> Ain't nothing up. I had nowhere to stay, nigga. I was in my car. <laughs> Taking showers at work. Yeah. Nigga, I was in the car with a cat. Nah, my man, cat was chilling. I like you shouldn't have to suffer like this. He over there, he shit out me from my chair. It was like I came back from my break. It was like, what the fuck is that smell, man? Big old kibble and bit right there on the bottom. Oh, man. I had to clean it out. I was like, man, you little cute little nasty monster. Right. I ain't how to get mad. Like, he was so furry and cute, man. I miss that cat. Shout out to Jazz, man. That was my first kid. Shout my out ex to Jazz, took it. Yo. She took the cats. Like she didn't know you take the kid out of a divorce. Right. She took the cats. Oh man. So you ain't taking care of the damn cats. No way. It was like a real ass marriage. That was my favorite kid out of all three of the cats. My nigga Jazz. He was he was just the same type of cat. That nigga ain't nobody go you in the closet somewhere for like Ten hours. Yeah. And as soon as it get dark, this nigga outside running around. Like, Jazz, where you been this whole time? Man, just in the closet, chilling, chilling, minding my business, minding my jazzy business. Right. Shout out to Jazz. I miss you, man. If you ever see this, meow. 
Yeah. <laughs> Chow. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. But no, beef is necessary, man. Uh, my, my other family beefs, I just, you know, sibling beefs, right? Am mm. I at fault for these? I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very much at fault. I'm having a real deep ass moment for a second. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Both my sisters, they got a problem. I understand why. So if y'all see this, I apologize. I take this opportunity to let you know if I said something disrespectful, which I probably have. Yeah. I'm sorry. My, my mouth gets the best of me and I'm learning. I'm learning and I'm growing. It's important. I learned that you can't always speak what you think and feel at those very passionate yeah. moments. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> sometimes you gotta just yeah. take a minute, take a breather. Yeah. Because the things I've said pretty mean. Yeah. <laughs> I said some mean stuff. Well, I'm not even thinking about it. So it, it happens. Yeah. I've been there yeah. a time or two. Yeah, you know. And sometimes I think my problem is what, what took me to, I had to get to the point. I had to get to a point where I was just like, you know, I really am sorry. But for a long, I was like, I'm never going to be sorry. Mm-hmm. I was stuck in my narcissism, stuck, stuck in myself. Right. I'm never apologizing. But now I just want to apologize. I'm getting older. And life is getting shorter. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I don't even want no beef with y'all, man. Y'all good. I feel that. Child's in my dad. He's very, he's very mature. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. mature, man. Yeah. Mm. Me, on the other hand, you know, oh. if it's up, then it's stuck. You know what I'm saying? You got something to say, say it. <laughs> say it with your chest. You know what I'm saying? If you're scared, go to church. You feel mm-hmm. me? You know what I'm saying? If it's up, it's up and it's stuck. Okay. For life, nigga. Yeah. Ain't no, ain't no making up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm like, damn, you getting real gangster over there, dog. No, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be sentimental for once, you know what I'm saying? But trying to take me back to the thuggins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Thuggins. Thuggins. Yeah. Yeah, man, because, yeah, man, you, you grow out of certain spaces and you realize you ain't got to be there no more. And then what else? Shout out to my mean green. All those that indulge in the uh, toothpaste for the soul. It helps. Toothpaste for the soul. I that, don't that, think I've heard that. That broccoli. I've never heard that toothpaste sticky, for the soul. Yeah, but it is toothpaste for the soul. Because I have moments and I'm just like, really? They don't want a lot of beefs and all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I take a couple of hits of that la la. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, la la la. Why was I even there in the first place? Why be in that moment? Like, I don't even know what I'm saying in the first place. Shout out to. Sometimes, you know what? I think that the kryptonite, the beef. Mm-hmm. I said the kryptonite to beef mm. is that is that that the happy stick that that that, that sticky icky. Interesting. It's very commune. It's like, <laughs> you know what, bro? I'm with no problem. But you get this. Yeah. Either like, damn, where you get this from? Don't worry, about it. I got you. And then you can just clear a lot of beefs. Okay. In just those moments, <laughs> some people just want to hold in a lot of anger. And I'm I'm just an advocate. I am. I'm mm-hmm. Shout out to the me. If eventually when you come legalize, I'm trying to get some sponsors with y'all too. So anyway, mm-hmm. but it helps, man. I think that is a very communal thing. That's why the Native American had the peace pipe. Interesting. That peace pipe is something Bob Marley. You know, one love. Right. That's, <laughs> he alright right. you know what I'm saying so that can end some beef that's a beef kryptonite even though it's green it actually is green kryptonite was green beef broccoli you know what I'm saying opposites <sighs> the devil grass <laughs> you know what I'm saying anyway now this is just my little excerpt I have my little segue y'all should know about now indeed so, yeah this this spot uh, might be all over the place at times, but um, just we thank you for being here yeah. uh, along the ride with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Absolutely, bro. I mean, I feel like you're just keeping it organic. Let people connect as much as possible. Speaking of organics, man, shout out to Larry June again. Hey, 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 hey. The man. Good job, Larry. The man is a therapist. I, I call him a, a hood therapist. Because you really listen to his music. It's very therapeutic and motivation. I guess so. And yeah. it gives you excerpts about who he is as a person a little bit. I'm Indeed. not sure all of his fanciful fantasy, but it sounds pretty relevant. So like he's experiencing things. He's trying to motivate you. Right. And keep good energy uh, spewing out through the speakers. He I think that's what it's all about. about good energy. Yeah. yeah. Protecting his own, protecting the space, his mm-hmm. family, getting money. That sounds that's good the, to me. It's the best way to live life, man. Man. You know what I'm saying? I noticed. No beef. Yeah, I really don't, you know, I really don't really have beef with nobody, man. That's good. Even man. if people got beef with me. Uh, I need to come to that you gotta, place. You got to pay me to have beef with you. That's a whoa. That actually sells. That <laughs> other people that have beef online that don't really be beef. Like right. Right, well, a little Romeo, a little Romeo with the dad. I feel like that's gonna be like or or nah, that might be real beef. You think that's real yeah, beef? I think okay. real beef. Okay. But I feel like you know what? And once you overcome them beasts and them obstacles, man, you're gonna learn so much. Yeah. You know, and a lot of time we just wanna hold on to things, let them fester. Let them go. Right. Let it burn, Usher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and and, and grow from it, excuse me. And learn something new every single time. For real. Every single time. Even even if you need to have beef with yourself, like you let yourself down. You know, get back on that meal prep. Get back on that on that trip. Yeah. Get back to and motivating yourself to be successful. You know, mm-hmm. have that beef with yourself in the mirror, be like, you know what? I could be doing something ten times greater today. Yeah. That could be good. That can be motivation for yourself. To see yourself in a certain place in your life and have beef with that. That's real. Yeah. So let, let the beef motivate you. Mm-hmm. That'd be your, your protein. Yeah, shout out to Burger King. Burger King. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got, they, got the, you know, they, got the, they got the Whoppers, though. Yeah, that's true. Shout out to true. the beef. Flame broth. Yeah, flame broth. <laughs> I'm just saying, random stuff, yeah. yeah, my bad. Go Extra ahead, cheese. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Lighten right. it up a little bit. You know, shout, out to, <clears throat> shout out to y'all, man. You know, shout out to y'all for real. Yeah. Man, you know what, y'all? It's been a blast sitting here chopping it up with y'all. Man, shout out to everybody that supports the Nice Guys podcast. You know, we're just trying to get it organic, man. Give feedback. Give criticism. We love it. Give us a little beef. We want to take some of that as well, too. You know what I mean? Shout out to the show. Check it out on Netflix. Huge, great thing. Situation, of course. And really quick as well, shout out to Steez. I got another flavor. We want to definitely... I'm, I'm going to keep pushing this. We're going to get some Steez endorsements up in there. We got the... Absolutely. What's this flavor? This is a super fruit. Super fruit. Delicious. Super delicious as well. So shout out to them as well. All right, y'all. So thank you so much for your time again. My name is Jacques Wright. Adrian, peace. And this is the The Nice Nice Guys Guys Podcast. Podcast. Y'all take care. Stay blessed.